Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. She's trying to equate Biden's decline, which is fairly obvious, with you for being, you know, 77. Well, he's uh, he's declined, and there's no question about it, but he was always sort of semi-declined. If you go back 25 years, no, but he was not one of the smarter people. He's tried to be president many times, four times at least that they know of. That's another example, too, where i got to give her credit. We've had our differences with Laura Ingram before, but... Good Lord, she did a great job last night, and she brought up specifically what hours before that town hall last night Nikki Haley was saying. It's like her main thing now is going after the age of not only Biden, but Trump as well, and she pointed it out. And you know what? You bring that up. It's a a very logical point to bring up. I think Nikki Haley's going to get killed on it. You can't sit there and tell somebody who's 77 years old, as sharp as a tack, that you're demented and you can't run for the presidency. Exactly. I know. She first brought this up, uh, uh, geez, I don't know, like three weeks, two, three weeks ago, and you made a good point. That turns off a lot of voters, and a lot of voters with a with an aging population are are actively involved in this election this year. Go to the villages. I bet you that line went over like a lead balloon. You're like, hey, wait a what minute, I, I'm Trump's age. I'm yeah. sharp as a, I'm Biden's age, but I'm better off than him. Yeah, it's it's all. You know what? You can't play with genetics. It's you know you can't compare two different people. I know one, like Biden, is a little bit off, and the other one's uh, okay, like uh, Donald Trump. So it just depends. The next part, we'll have this sound for you later, but the next part after that, he went on, Trump went on to say to Laura Ingram, I think I would be self-aware enough to know if I had declined a little bit that I would know it and I, and I wouldn't run again. And he also said to Laura Ingram, and I would hope you would tell me because we've known each other a long time. Yeah, that I'm a little bit off and I shouldn't be running. Right. And he's right. You know, and, and then they then they took questions from the audience, and one guy said, what about all the spending that, you know, with these wars and right. America first? And he said, you know what? He, he said, I'm a president. I'm a person of common sense. I'm, uh, you know, and, and, and to me, America should come first. He said, I got rid of ISIS in three months. It doesn't take me a day to get rid of this war in Ukraine. I'd stop spending money where it's not supposed to be spent and worry about taking care of the border and taking care of Americans first. Some town hall he did or something few months ago where he said and this has been an impactful thing people still kind of like uh repeat this back he goes what day one that would end yeah. that was a really influential persuasive thing he said because it because it, it speaks to the power of trump the influence he actually has and also how would be able to it's a major major focus and concern of the voter these days to stop that stupid war get us out of that and a lot of people can't understand it and you know, he even brought up the point he said we've given them billions of dollars and we're not even bordered by them poland's given them 200 million dollars that's it he said and they're the next country to get invaded and he said where are the european nations where's nato he said they don't pay anything and he makes a very valid point. Pay your fair share. Why are we funding this? Yeah. And when so, they do pay their fair share, watch European support for the war against Russia dry up when we're not funding the damn thing the so whole time. True. It's so true. There's another thing, and this is where I think Trump made a mistake. Big one. Should have pardoned Julian Assange because he should find out his fate before the end of the day today. Ha-ha. A WikiLeaks founder yeah. was imprisoned in the UK and fighting extradition to the US for more than a decade now this has been going on. And Why? He published information about U.S. war crimes. Australian national, don't forget about that. He's got charges of espionage for publishing classified documents on WikiLeaks. Documents he and his supporters argue people have a right to see. And most people, did you see some of the, some of the uh, protests happening in Europe for him? Yeah, a lot of people are on his side. I can understand, you know what, you just delivered the message. I'm the messenger. I didn't make this stuff up. This is your government and they do bad things and I just exposed it. And, and that's the problem. The CIA, the FBI, whatever the case may be, they didn't like it. Does not want to. If the appeal is denied, he's going to be on a plane bound for the U.S., and then I think it's the end. I, I, Someone will, will off him. He, he, he'll, yeah, he'll, he might not make it out of a prison here. It'll end up having a Navalny moment. 
I hope he lives long enough to see Trump reelected. I really do. Why? Why? You know, the the interesting thing is, and we just talked about this off the air, is is why didn't Trump uh, pardon him? I don't know. I really wish he did, though. It, it would have been nice, but he did. Of all the people he pardoned, yeah. he didn't pardon him. I was like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> There were stolen documents. Uh, it was journalism. It's you know what somebody gave it to him. Yeah, I had right. the, you know that was that was like a landmine. Come on, that's a that's like the golden nugget. Somebody gives you that in journalism. Of course, you got to publish it. Not him. Is he still as pale as he used to? Remember when they took him out? Where was he? He was in that embassy and they dragged him out. He was like translucent. He hasn't seen the sun in so long. I think it was the Ecuadorian embassy first before they moved him. Oh my God, he looked like. Remember, he looked like. He was like, he was so pale, he was see through. Yeah, he was transparent. It was was kind of scary. I'm thinking, this poor guy hasn't seen the sun in 20 years. Man. Yeah, he needed. Well, I'm surprised. He didn't look like he was in great shape then. I'm surprised he's still alive. Yeah, because he doesn't get any sun. Yeah, and, and what are they doing to him in prison? You don't know. Granted, it's it's the UK. It's not Russia, but still, I know you don't know what's happening behind bars. I don't know. Kind of scary. Well, what's going to happen with that? Hmm. He may lose his. He, that, that would be a massive story if he gets extradited here. Yeah. Huge. And they're going to decide by this afternoon, right? Yeah, it should be. Yeah, should be within a couple of hours. So, and maybe it'll happen during our show, wouldn't it? No, it's too early. So we shall we shall see. Hopefully they, they don't extradite him because you're right. If they extradite him, he's dead. Right. He's never going to see the light of day. Speaking of treason, this is still going on. An L.A. woman, she is American, being detained in Russia. She was accused of treason. Russian authorities say 33-year-old uh, dual national raised funds in support of Ukraine. She's a ballerina. That's right. how you see most of the pictures. What kind of funds did she raise? $51. For what? Punishment for treason in Russia is up to 20 years in prison. She gave $51? She sent $51 electronically to some support Ukraine thing when she was in Russia. <laughs> and and she's in a Russian prison now because of it. Yeah. Jeez. Now, and she lives, I guess she lives in L.A. because she dances for, I, I think, the L.A. Ballet. I just, somewhere in L.A. She dances for some ballet troupe there. Her parents are trying to get it, you know, so that she gets a little recognition like the Brittany Griner kind of situation. Does she get the kind of support, though, and the kind of push from the State Department like Brittany Griner did? No. No. So- no. No. Unfortunately not, but she should. It shows you how stupid and how crazed Putin is. You give $51 to somebody. And yeah. what, is that, what does that buy? A cup of coffee? I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's not like it's buying any uh, ammunition for the Ukrainian army. And, and they lock her up for 20 years, 30 years, whatever you said. That's, that's nuts. Now, a stupid move? Sure. I get yeah, that. She should have known that. You know, especially since she's dual citizenship. So she's, you know, she's Russian and American. So she should have known. Okay, so an American citizen, fight for her, bring her back. Yeah, I don't see this uh, administration saying anything about her. Probably not. And this has been going on for a while. And and her parents finally just got it to, you know, some publicity about it. Mm. Wonder how long it's, it's, because the story I heard this morning, it's been like a month. They've already had her. I don't know. Interesting. All right. Well, how about some good news? We love to honor our uh, heroes, especially in Florida. This is a Charlotte County cop that saved three people, a mom and two kids. And one of them was a baby. Unbelievable. It really is an incredible story. And it's it's nice because you you always hear the bad about, you know, people in uniform and, you know, oh, they did this. They did that. This guy saved all these lives. And and the mother is like and I think it was the mother and. Was it her daughter yeah. or her sister that was in the car with her? And they're, everybody's going to be fine. Because of this guy. Amazing. That, that hero story coming up. More from the Trump Town Hall, too, and other stuff coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. You ever just say to yourself, you know, I'm done. This is what they've... And okay. Why? A lot of people would have said, I'm going to come out. Why are you staying in this? I can't because... I want to make America great again. It's not great right now. And we can do that. that. Biggest response of the night is when he said that. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people people asked him because, you know, they take questions from the audience. Mm -hmm. And one of the first ones was, what are you going to do about the border? He said, shut it. He said, and he brought up the same point. He said, Biden can end this now. All he has to do is sign an executive order. Because that's what opened it. Yeah. An executive order. So undo that. But no, it's, I can't do anything. It's up to Congress. 
It's yeah, he wants Lying con- he, demon. Yeah, he wants Congress to, to to bear the burden, and so he doesn't look bad as closing the border. They said more than seven and a half million people have come across the border, but that's not including the ones that are now apparently San Diego's getting inundated. They're sure. coming across oh, some special area in San Diego, and Eagle Pass seems to be the one you talk about in Texas all the time. But that's not the ones that come here by boat that land here in Florida and, and make it, and we don't know about it, or any other part where there's water. It's, they said it could be t- close to 10 million people have come in the United States since Biden has taken office. Probably the main thing that people have learned in the past, like, I don't know, 12 months maybe, is that everybody's a border state. That's the biggest thing that's been changed. It was always these flyover states, and it was always Texas, Arizona. Well, I'm not going there. It's not going to affect me. I don't care. Oh, it affects everybody now. Yeah, sure it does. Well, and I think it, you give credit to Greg Abbott where credit is due. He started busing people to all those cities. All those sanctuary cities, here yeah. you go. You know what? You want to deal with this? You know, you say leave the border open. Okay, you share the responsibility. And now look what's happened in New York, Chicago. Yep. All these cities are they're in big trouble. Uh, update out of Kansas City. This has been a weird thing. I don't know whether it's because of the prosecutors there, the police department. I don't know what it is, but lack of information. So we know right. about the Super Bowl parade shooting. Police there are announcing charges. They did yet late yesterday afternoon. Uh, Jackson County prosecutor said two adults in the shooting have been charged with murder. Police identified who fired the bullet that killed the one deceased victim, that poor DJ lady. Oh, the poor woman. But both men face the same charge. Now listen to this. Both have bonds of a million dollars. 22 people injured in the shooter. In addition, two teens face gun-related charges. Yeah, the original story was that it was all teens involved, and yeah, that's who did it. Right, that it was they were all underage. They yeah. weren't adults, and now they got two adults. One and 18. more expected. One of them's in in the hospital. One of them got shot pretty badly. He's on life support in the hospital. And I think it was his gun was the one that killed the DJ. So they they know who killed the DJ, but I think they're all going to face the same charges. But still, and and they think what happened with that poor woman, she just happened to be in between the two. It's whether they're gang members or it was somebody bumped somebody and somebody pulled a gun out and shot the other guy. She just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. The definition of it. It's horrible. And I don't know how many more charges are expected, but that was this is completely different than what most people heard about this. Unless you're in the area, you know the case. We, right. heard, we heard two juveniles. We've heard yeah. it for a week now. For two kids, yep. Uh, all under the age of 18. Not the case. No. Interesting. I don't know what. Maybe that's why they haven't released... The names of the juveniles, because there were more coming. I don't know, but there have been other theories about that, which we won't get into, but still, I don't know. It's just yeah. the whole thing has been weird. It's it just, and it's been what? Almost two weeks since this happened? Right. And you're just getting information now? It's like a little late. Come on. I, I, it's, I, and I understand, you know, I, oh, there were a lot of people involved. There were a lot of moving parts here, but you can't tell me you didn't have 10 eyewitnesses right away that saw all of this go down Very and, and know who did what. Because they were right there, including that poor woman's kids. Very strange. It's terrible. terrible. They did piece a lot. They did a good job piecing video together because there were so many cell phones out because it was a parade. And right. People are trying to get pictures of it and they're doing selfies. They caught a lot of the start of this gang beef, whatever it was, in the background of people's videos. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And they it's were able to piece it together, I just guess. Just terrible. You know what? An, a nice event like that gets destroyed. Man. Just by two idiots or six idiots, or I remember there are now. All right, please give us one of these. Feel good story of the day. And we got a we got a hero Florida cop from Charlotte County in this deal. Uh, this is pretty cool, you know, because usually when we're talking about anything in Florida, it's the Florida dope story. Usually. In this case, it's uh, the Florida hero story. And it's pretty cool because you don't usually hear about deputies doing stuff like this. But this guy saved a mother and her two kids. But we got to blame the motorcyclist. Oh, yeah. This guy was going how fast? Well, the deputy saved a mom and her two kids, like you said. A motorcyclist slammed into their vehicle doing, they said, way over 100. So he's going 110, 120 miles an hour, and he hits the back of a vehicle. Yes. And and because of that, the vehicle goes flying, and there's a mom and, and little kids inside this vehicle. Exactly. It was it's Char- horrible. Charlotte County. Now, all of this includes a six-month-old baby <gasps> who had stopped breathing, needed CPR from the deputy to come back to life, and did... So here's the wrap-up of the story. The baby's mom, Kaylee, along with her grandma, praising Sergeant Dave Musgrove. And some of the, uh, got a little bit of the officer's body cam in here, too. What a hero. The first thing he said to me, you know, I said, I really hate all that recognition. I was doing my job. I said, too bad, buddy, you're getting it. Hold on, hold on. Let me get you guys out of there. 
your baby okay? No! I just heard him breathe. You got Come on. He's our hero. He is. You know, we will never repay him for what he did because what he did for us was life changing. Apparently, the, the deputy just had a refresher course in CPR, too, like fresh off of that, which for is for babies. For yeah, infants. for babies. Yeah. It was a six month old. Apparently, the baby had stopped breathing, and that was the mother screaming, She's not breathing. Uh, the baby, her name's Lola, is still in the hospital, but they said she's going to make a full recovery because of what this deputy did. That's amazing. What if he wasn't there? Eh, she probably wouldn't have made it. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, we had that CPR class here. It's yeah. amazing how much, I mean, it takes 10 seconds to learn it, you know, if that. They tell you what to do. And if you can save somebody's life, boy, it's well worth it. It really is, especially with a baby. It's a, it's a totally different situation. And an adult's got to keep the chest pumps going, get yeah. blood oxygen to the brain. No more mouth-to-mouth. Just Yeah, yeah. That's if you haven't had a CPR Stay refresher class, that is. Yeah, pick your song, but get a pick beat going. <laughs> we also learned how many coworkers we have that are very out of shape because they had us do it for a minute. Dina and I noticed that because we were working on the same dummy together. You were right. on the other side of the room. We both looked at each other and was like, <gasps> There was there was somebody there next to me I thought was going to fall over. Gagging for air. So I, I got out of doing it because it was right after I got back after my heart surgery. I was like, I don't think I should be doing that. <laughs> I do remember that, actually, because I remember Jen sat behind us and right after your surgery. Yeah. So she she just kind of observed. I was looking at people, and there was there were a couple in particular. Yes, yeah, so I thought, oh, he isn't going to – he's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> Bill and I are used to – you know, exercise and staying in shape. Well, so you don't we were smoke good. either. Right. And all of a sudden, the, everybody around us who, you know, looked, they weren't in that great shape and they're <laughs> smokers. Just, you were right, the wheezing after it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like alarming. <laughs> Wasn't it? Yeah. I thought we were going to have to do the CPR on them. Yeah. So I got this for So did I. I was thinking, ah, oh, you're going to have a heart attack over here. No, oh, boy. Good. We were like, we got to about like, you know, 40 <laughs> chest pumps and like, ah, we're going to lose somebody. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about the CPR dummies. No. It was, it was, it was not a good situation. No. It's kind of scary. We need to start a, another walking challenge here in yeah, the office building, so. I think. No, because Diener cheated. He just swung his leg for hey, five hours that was every a lot day. That hard work. You I, did it. So I you have one it. leg that's twice the size <laughs> of the other. I have one, I have one tree trunk leg. <laughs> all right, we got uh, Rapid Fire coming up in just a couple of minutes, just past bottom of the hour. We'll update you on all the stories and more. Stick around for that. The South Florida Morning Show. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Let's find out what's going on in the world before you start the rest of your day. Jen, what's happening? Oh, I'm trying to figure out what 1649 Central European time is in American time and well, Eastern time for us. Let's start with the, take it out of military time. So 449 and then adjust for the time zone. 1049 here. Okay. Okay. So at 1049, hide under a big desk. <laughs> Oh, I was going to anyway. <laughs> wow. I was wondering why she was trying to do this conversion. I know. <laughs> the European Space Agency has a satellite that is expected to re-enter the atmosphere. Oh, They're boy. hoping it largely burns up on the atmosphere hoping. before it comes plummeting toward the Earth, oh, which my gosh. they have no idea where it's going to be. Originally, they were said, this is funny, because originally they said at 3.53 our time. And then they said, oh, there's a seven and a half hour window of uncertainty. Oh, so geez. now they're looking at 1049 this morning, but there's still an hour, 1.76 hours of uncertainty. That's they, way too much uncertainty. Uh, yeah. you're, not, you're not kidding. This, they've been following this thing for years and they still can't figure out where it's going to land. So they're, the, the odds are it's going to land in the ocean somewhere. We can only hope. But at 1049 this morning, it's supposed to start burning up and re-enter the atmosphere and crash somewhere on this planet. Pray it's the Indian Ocean you or imagine the if Pacific it, Ocean or somewhere. What if it crashes like in some remote island where, you know, you have like these people there who've never made contact never. with the outside world? I mean, like Star Trek was? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> if it lands on one of those remote islands where everybody's just cut off from the world and just, the satellite lands in the middle of their jungle. Like, what is this? And it, Right. And there's, they're already scared of it. And it destroyed their jungle. Right. I, I, I hope that doesn't happen. Which there are still places like that, by the way. I love the yeah. way they say it. As the spacecraft reenters its natural position. In other words, they oh have no control over it. Oh Why can't they figure this out to the, pinpoint it, though? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand these things. It's been up there for a while. It's, and now what it's coming mess. back down. So This is why we need space lasers to shoot them out of lower space. That's right. I, I know. Out. Remember, they've had a couple. One 
left that big crater in Russia, remember? Oh, yeah, it's, it did. It, they leave big holes. It does happen. Hit, so I'm just saying. Well, closer to Earth, the Florida Senate is expected to take up a social media ban for kids today. How's this that going to go over? This ain't going to fly. It would prohibit anybody under the age of 16 <laughs> from creating an account and require platforms to delete existing profiles run by minors. Wow. It was revamped by lawmakers last week to specify which platforms are being targeted. You know they're talking about TikTok. TikTok. You know they're talking about Instagram mostly. Yeah. This is this is not going to go anywhere. I don't think it is this either. This is the stupidest thing I've ever... You, you know what a revolt you'd have if you took away every middle school kid's Facebook page, Instagram page, Snapchat, TikTok? They and live then, on these things. And then they're just going to create dummy accounts. Yeah. Or parents who think this is ridiculous are going to allow them to do the accounts under their name. And you know that's going to... I don't think it's going to have a lot of effect. No, I, I understand what they're trying to say. I even heard that DeSantis isn't even in favor of this. So he could veto it even if it passes. Yeah. I, so I, I don't I, think it's going anywhere. It comes down to if you've got kids that young on social media, you have to monitor them, parents. you got to do it. That's they don't, though. To. Don't leave it up to Tallahassee. Because yeah, yeah, it's well, not, they just find another way to do it anyway. I mean, I like will. The, the thought process about, you know, limiting the time for young, impressionable kids on these platforms. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, yeah. I you mean, can't really legislate it. Let's face it. you got most kids that age Uh-oh. and younger explaining social media to parents anyway. Yeah, right. They know more than you do. They surely do. They'll find a way. Yeah. Well, guys, Trump is in trouble, as we know. Oh, For what now? <laughs> Well, it's all this New York mess. I mean, listen, you know, in trouble. What does that really mean as far as Trump goes? But it's we know it's a farce. Obviously, this $355 million fine about all the businesses and things like that in New York City. Oh, yeah. Now, here's the thing. This is layered, okay? Okay. You had people on GoFundMe start an account for Trump. It was those truckers started it, I think. Was was it yeah, them? Yeah, I think it was that Chicago Ray guy started it. They a started GoFundMe page. a GoFundMe account called Stand With Trump trying to raise $355 million. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Now, they've actually gotten close to a million dollars so far, so they got a long way to go. Wow. But still, Wasn't it that That's other a lot New of York money. developer? His wife, we talked about this the other day or something, just start, starting it. She might have started it, but yeah. I know Chicago Ray was part of they, that, yeah. that. That truckers organization yeah. was part of this thing. Now, on top of that... People started uh, saying, get rid of GoFundMe. You know, boycott GoFundMe for allowing this. How could they allow this oh. evil on their site? <laughs> GoFundMe, to their defense, because they've been you know pretty bad with some things in the past. They have. They said this fundraiser is currently within our terms of services. So they will not take down the Stand With Trump GoFundMe on there. Now, the Letitia James, uh. New York State Attorney, has said that she's prepared to seize Trump's assets... Including his skyscrapers, yep. if he can't pay the $355 million fine. To which Trump responded with, on his truth account, the Eighth Amendment highlighted, saying, Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. So basically, he threw the Constitution in her face and said, and that's it. Try me. She well, wants Mar-a-Lago so she can go someplace for a vacation. And then it would be worth more than $18 million. Yeah, then it would be worth, you know, $400 million. Uh, They also ignored the Constitution, though, even bringing this to a trial. There's to, that. To, a, to a, a hearing. So I don't know. They've trampled on it already. There are a lot of people, a lot of legal experts said that this isn't what they... They're not stopping here. They they want to take all of his assets. They want to take everything. They want to try to bankrupt Yeah, them. there are a lot of people predicted this. Yeah. And it doesn't surprise me. They're, just, they're absolute Marxists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is communism at its best right oh, yeah. here. This is the closest we've come to... Uh, Marxist lawfare in this country. I think in last night's town hall meeting, yeah. he called it, uh, what's the guy's name? That they got, just got killed, the opposition guy. That, oh, the, Navalny. Yeah. N- Naval- Navalnyism yeah. or whatever, he called it his name. And he said, that's what happened to him. It's happening to me. But only we're in the United States. Interesting. It's a scary thing. It really is. Hey, where are you guys going to be on April 8th? I have no idea. Well, there is a complete uh, total solar eclipse. However, oh, that's right. yes. we are not going to see it. It what? comes in from Mexico, goes into the United States, arrives here in Texas, travels through Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, Illinois, Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. Then it goes out. Oh, I thought we were going to see it. No. However, uh. if you would like to see it up close and personal, Delta Airlines is offering flights that'll view the entire thing. I'm going. They leave. 
from Austin, Texas. You have to go to Austin again, unfortunately. Oh, no. And they'll fly you to Detroit with the solar eclipse. Ooh, Austin and Detroit. Wow. <laughs> oh, what a trip that Boy, is. Boy, I tell you, sightseeing. Uh, I, I have no idea how much it's going to be, but it's an Airbus that has bigger windows, they say. By the way, if you're on the other side of the plane... Yeah. So everyone's going to be on the left-hand side or the right-hand side of the plane. I mean, how do you see? I'd get stuck in the row with a guy, the tall guy with big hair leaning out the window, and I wouldn't see it anyway. (laughs) I'd be like, well, at least I get to go to Detroit. (laughs) You get stuck to the guy who paid for two seats. (laughs) (laughs) You can go to Newfoundland and have a nice vacation and see it there, too. Oh, that's all right. right. That sounds hmm. good. Because if I did Austin to Detroit, I just wouldn't leave the airport. (laughs) (laughs) Just get back on and fly home from there. That's all. Well, if you ever, uh, Jen, this doesn't apply to you. You don't have an iPhone, but I mean, it's a trick that I think all cell phone users do. Did you ever get it wet, drop it, spill something on it, and you go, quick, give me a bag of rice? Yeah, oh, and yeah. you throw it in like a, a, a baggie with a whole bunch of rice in it. Yeah. I've done that. I yeah. tried, I've tried it to dry it out. and It worked. Maybe it wasn't because of that or not, but Apple wants you to please stop putting wet iPhones in bags of rice. Oh, Please really? don't do it, because they say the game is different now. Okay. They're more sophisticated than they used to be, and some can handle certain levels of water. They now have liquid detection warning that tells you if your port gets wet. Things you can do, dry with a claw, tap the phone, try to drain it. But they say do not insert a foreign object like a cotton swab or a paper towel uh, into the connector. Do not put your iPhone in a bag of rice. Why? Could allow small particles of rice to damage your phone. Oh. Could actually get into one of the semiconductors in there. Can you still use a hair dryer on it? I don't know. I, they, maybe they mentioned that. I'm not sure. But huh. I've so, done what that. are you supposed to do? Just let it sit there and dry out naturally. Shake it. Shake it. Shake. Shake. Uh, shake. Towel cloth. <laughs> tapping the phone gently, draining it that way. Isn't there one you can throw? Like they they had a commercial. You threw it. In, the guy lost it in the pool. Threw it in the pool. I remember you know? that. Yeah. It was a big selling feature. It wasn't an iPhone, was it? No, I think it was the Galaxy. I think it was a maybe Galaxy. Maybe it was my yeah. phone. I've dropped mine in the water before. And it I still had, works. Yeah. The worst I had was. Uh, we were at a restaurant. This it wasn't her fault. She kind of like tripped. This waitress spilled an entire like tray, a bunch of beers onto the entire oh, table. It's the worst. Anyways, my phone was soaked, and I did actually do the bag of rice thing. I don't know whether that's why it worked, but it did work. It oh. came back to life. How do you like that? Right. Oh. I had a little moment of panic. That's all right. You it worked is. out. It's like yeah. you know. I, I just worry about if they'll be able to save what's ever on the SIM card. You know, I don't care about the phone. You can get a new one. But What's on your SIM card, lady? Whoa. Oh, hey. Pictures. Well, of what? Phone numbers. <laughs> phone numbers. Yeah. Contact phone numbers. I, list. I, uh-huh. wouldn't, I, don't, I don't know your phone numbers. I don't I know, even know what your area codes are. Never mind the phone number. Sad. It's true. Well, I'll finish with this, guys, real quick. If you're going to Popeye's and no. it's no. taking a little bit. <laughs> We're not going to Popeye's. But and it's ahead. taking a little bit too long for service. Don't complain. Why? Well, they, this sign has gone viral. Someone who went to a Popeye's recently took a picture of this and posted online. It says, we're short staff today. Please be patient. If you run out of patience, ask for an application. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I like that's, that, actually. That's really good, This actually. is creative. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's uh, good management there. I like that. Popeye's. There's one right There's a new one right near me. Yeah, there's one right by me, literally on Port St. Lucie Boulevard. It is three minutes from my house. I've never been. Bet you can smell it from here. I can. I've never, <laughs> I've never been to a Popeye's. Is that a bad thing? No, it's no, just I, a taste thing, I guess. I've wanted to try it. I assume it's good. I just, I'm not at a level. I cannot do that much fried food now. Can't yeah. do it. Yeah, I understand. You're getting old. <laughs> Even the air is fried in that place. <laughs> but people love it. Yeah. All right, we got more headlines coming up next. Did Trump narrow down his VP pick last night live on TV? I don't know. It's a long list. It's a long list. <laughs> it's like forever. And big, big classic rock news for Beatles fans. Really this is, big. This is awesome. And more next. The Cephalota Morning Show. Keep it here. What qualities are you looking for in your vice presidential pick? Well, always the first quality has to be something a good president, because if something should happen, you have to have somebody that's going to be a great president. A lot of people are talking about that gentleman right over there. And he's, been, he's been so great. He's that so gentleman great. he was pointing to was Tim Scott, senator from South Carolina, but I don't think it's going to be him. I don't think it's going to I, I the, the more I think about it, I think it's going to be the Schwab. Could be. Very uh, well could be. Uh, the short list. And, and uh, Laura Ingram, you know, as much as personally we, we didn't have a nice run-in with her, but uh, she did a great job last night. But she listed, she said, 
these are the names that I've heard so far. And she went, Vivek Ramaswamy, Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, Tulsi Gabbard, Byron Donalds, and then Christino. And he went, yep. Didn't deny any of them. Didn't deny any. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's it's one of them. Unless there's somebody that she didn't name, but you would think he would have added. Right? I like that she asked the question, though, because I want to know. <laughs> I know. And he made that. I think it was a mistake. It was, what was it, a month ago? I'd say three, four weeks ago where he said, yeah, the, 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 we've already decided on the person. I think that was a mistake because well, I bet you it's a different name than they actually came up with. Well, it, could also, it also could have been a diversion. Oh, you know what? He be. might have been just you know pulling our leg. One right. never knows. And then shortly thereafter, the Schwamm started showing up everywhere with the, Donald Trump. Remember, it was like that big. Remember, and they walked in together at Mar-a-Lago at that big event, and I went, "That's it. There's your team right there." It was like the the coronation. It was like the uh, a debutante coming out ball or something like yeah, you know, they, where they exposed him to the world to the Mar-a-Lago club. Yeah, I, I I think out of I unfortunately for me, I don't want to see a, a female on the list. I, I think it's it's the Kamala Harris PTSD syndrome. Hmm. I'm like, oh, no, not another woman. No, no, not another. And I should be all for. I like Tulsi Gabbard, and I like Chris. I really like Christy Noem, actually. But Interesting. I I I would go if it were my pick. I'd take uh, the Schwamp at this point. Or even if it's not VP, some kind of capacity. You know that. That's what we do know. All we know is he's going to be involved somehow, some way. We just don't know what the job's going to be. I, well, it, it has to be some job where a lot of control is. Right. Uh, and he would be great as the vice presidential pick because you're going to pick up the younger vote with him. And an administrator, if God forbid something does happen to Trump. Yeah. You know, they're going after him lawfare and otherwise. He's a guy that could run things. So true. And they're on the same page. They yep. believe in the same thing. So It was good, you though. Know, it, so. You know, if you get a chance today, later on at work or whatever it is, check out some of the town hall from last night. Laura Ingram did a good job. And if you need the backstory for what Jen referred to there of why we don't particularly get along with, with Laura Ingram, <laughs> look, at, look at yesterday's... Facebook Live post we did on uh, 850 Facebook. We kind of explained the story. Yeah, and, and it's all true. It's personal. It, yeah, it was It was very personal. <laughs> well, she made it very personal in her assistant. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, just saying. Yeah. All right. Okay. And better news. Yes, dear. Speaking <laughs> of getting along, come together for an amazing be- Is there any musical group that's been more relevant for a longer period of time than the Beatles? Come together. No. Is this announcement that came out last night is... Big news. It's a couple of years away. Yeah, I was pretty surprised. Sam Mendes, uh, he's the director of 1917, member uh, Skyfall, the James Bond film. Uh, he has the permission from John Lennon's family, Paul McCartney's family, George Harrison's family, and Ringo Starr's family to do a separate film about each of the Beatles members. That's incredible. So he's going to do separate films that talk about how George Harrison came to be, how Huge. Ringo Starr came to be. You know, I, I think most, and, and you said it earlier, you know, everybody knows Paul McCartney, everybody knows John Lennon, but, uh, you know, where did Ringo come in? Because he was the second drummer. Yep. Remember, there was another guy before him, Pete Best. What happened to him? I bet you he's all upset he left, right? Um, so the, the, it's a separate film about each of the Fab Four. I would assume they all tie together eventually, but they'll be in theaters 2027. Something to look forward to. And again, keeps the Beatles relevant for a long time. And Mendez had an interesting quote last night in the press release. Honored to be telling the story, of course. Greatest rock band of all time. Listen to this, though. Excited to challenge the notion of what constitutes a trip to the movies. In other words, wow. if you're going to get people to actually leave their house now with all the streaming they have available and go to a theater to see something, it better be worth it. That's should, exactly what he's saying. Should be. And this is 2027. You know, you still got another three years to wait. You wonder if movie theaters are going to be around, other than maybe you know, a select handful mm-hmm. in each each city, and that'll be it. You know, you may have one major theater to go to or two, like yeah. in, you know, one in Wellington and one in West Palm Beach, and one in each city. But I, I don't, I don't foresee the movie theater surviving, unfortunately. Got to make it worth their while. Yeah. Get them out of the house. It's interesting, though. Yeah. But I thought that was great. I was like, who who doesn't know the Beatles? That's excellent. Really? For all these years. Very That's cool. incredible. I don't know what's going on with these airlines and these planes, but we had another one. A United flight diverted. Huh. Supposed to go to Boston from San Fran. Had to land in uh, Denver because the wing was falling apart. And you wonder why I don't fly. And then they had another uh, incident where they had that Passengers had to duct tape a guy because he tried to open the door mid-flight. What is happening? I don't. People, I don't know. Is, is there just a lot of mental illness in this world? 
Or like you said, are we trashed? Are, are we capturing it more on phones? I don't know. No, you would think when when somebody tries to open a door, that would have been a big story no matter what. Jeez. Even if you had a way to date to hear about it. No kidding. Yeah, that's scary. All right. That and uh, some entertainment stuff too and headlines, Trump Town Hall, a lot coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Look, we have nine months yet, uh, but I'm going to uh, see about Madison Square Garden and we're going to go to the South Bronx and we're going to go to Queens and other areas because if you look at what's happened in New York, I'm not even blaming the mayor. I think the mayor has sort of been told to take a back seat a little bit because they came after him violently. What? Mm. Multiple New York rallies? This would be fantastic, <laughs> and it's so neat. He should have done this before, by the way. It would have been nice. He probably figured no one would show up because they hated him so much in New York. Now, I I think it, New York's divided. You're either for Trump or you're not for Trump. So are there more protesters outside if he goes to Madison Square Garden or people supporting him inside? I think they're too busy to protest, like in Manhattan itself. It's like people trying to get to work. It's a busy, busy body kind of city, but this would, this would be massive. And then the bro- you imagine an outdoor rally somewhere. The-, the guy could fill up Central Park if he wanted to. Could be like, uh, was it Simon and Garfunkel? Wasn't that the biggest concert they ever did for free? At, uh, yeah. Uh, there. So I, I mean, this would be amazing, though. It'll and, be cool. And well needed. And I think he's only talking about that when he actually truly thinks he has a shot to make some inroads. Not win New York. Not win the state. But really come close and make some difference. Uh, well, with what's happened in the past couple of months, you know, since Pat, maybe the past year with the whole situation with, you know, just think, of, you can't tell me the people that had kids in that school that were thrown out for the day so they could put the migrant somewhere right. still don't hold a grudge against this administration. Right. It's uh, true. Somewhere along the line, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, kind of sits in the recesses of your brain and you don't forget you know, you threw my my kid out of school. I paid taxes here yeah. for somebody that just came across the border. No offense against the people that came across the border, but I'm just saying. Now, again, charity starts at home. And I think it's significant, Jen, that he talked about the Bronx because he's talking about inner city. And inner city people have been most affected by this preposterous administration. These economic policies, lack of policies that are just destroying communities. And they know it. How many times have we talked to? We were off the air early this morning. We were joking around because we hadn't heard of him. But there's another rapper. There's another hip-hop artist, along with some big names that are coming out flat out not even afraid to support Trump anymore. You know why? Because their audience are those mostly... Those inner city residents who understand exactly how much suffering is happening. Yeah, they get it. They're getting destroyed. You know what? And I, I would think a lot of them – and let's be honest. I, I think a lot of people too who may be in the rap world that spent some time in prison with this whole prison reform, all those people that he let out. Remember the – who was the lady with Kim Kardashian? That woman that she got how many years because she had like a couple ounces of pot 40 years ago. It's a big deal. It was a big deal they let that woman out. You know, she'd been rotten in prison for like 30 right. years. She got life or something, you know, and now and now you would just get a slap on the wrist. And in many cases, you wouldn't even be prosecuted because it's legal. So I don't know. Things are different this time. Mm. Going to go to places he never went to before with these rallies in it. I think it's huge. Well, he starts in uh, South – he was in South Carolina, so he'll be stumping all over the place. The interesting thing that came out yesterday, I kind of chuckled when he said it. Uh, Ron DeSantis is on the short list for VP. He goes, oh, yeah, he's, he goes, he's stumping for me today. I forgot what city he said he was in in South Carolina. Friends again. I was like, how do you like that? You know, a month ago, they hated each other. Mm-hmm. Now, today, DeSantis is out there stumping for Trump. I'm like, this is crazy. Now, imagine a world. Sounds like the movie guy. Imagine yeah. <laughs> a world where DeSantis got smart, never ran for president this time, and just campaigned for him the whole time. Yeah. There's your VP pick. You're right. You're right. It would have been him. Well, <clears throat> not thank, now, though. Thank God Trump has his own plane, Trump Force One, because I don't know what's happening to commercial airliners these days, but it seems like every single day something bizarre happens. We'll go from the scary to the weird. A United flight to Boston had to be diverted when the wings started falling apart. And when you see the picture, you know exactly what we're talking about. It's like it looks like a dog bit it mid flight, like a lot of chunks out of the thing. Boeing 757. The irony of – okay, let me ask you this. If you were this guy that filmed this wing because he, he goes, I got woken up by the, the captain basically saying we're making an emergency landing. He said because there's a problem with the wing he goes, and he looks out the window. If that were you in that seat, would you have been as calm as this guy was? Probably not. 
He he's, is pretty calm, like, though. Oh, no big deal. He posted, he's tough to hear because his airplane noise, but still, he's. you're right. He's very calm when he's looking at it. Just about to land in Denver with the wing coming apart on the plane. Came apart and we took off in San Francisco. And we're just about on the ground. Now, I had heard that before I looked at it, and then I looked at the, because the, the story's everywhere these days. I mean, it's it looks like, it looks like part of the wing is made of particle board, you know, when it kind of chops up, yeah, then, when it's like falling apart at the end. That's exactly what it looks like. And I'm thinking, this guy's watching this, and I'm pray, I'm th- I'd be praying, please don't fall apart before we hit the ground. Oh my please God. don't fall apart. It's ridiculous. This guy's like, no, but he must have been a seasoned traveler because he was too calm. How does that happen? I, that's a great question. It makes you wonder, did it hit something? Or, or did it happen during de-icing? I don't know. You know, I, I well, he came, where did they come from? You said San Francisco. So they were San Francisco. They were trying okay. to go to Boston, diverted to Denver. Jeez. No. And then you got this. We've had a few of these stories recently too. A bunch of passengers tackled a guy to the floor and duct taped him <laughs> to try to open the emergency door mid-flight aggressively. They say this was an American's plane, an American Airlines plane in Chicago. Yeah, it was uh, some guy just jumped up and he, at, the, at least according to the witnesses who who. Uh, they said they pigpiled him, to be honest, is how they referred to it as. He was trying to open up the, the emergency exit, screaming, I got to get off this plane. I got to get off this plane <laughs> in mid-flight. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> they were going from Albuquerque to Chicago. Uh, and they turned out uh, – I guess they landed back in Albuquerque right after they took off. But uh, the funny part about it is there they are no qualms about it. We duct taped no, him. No. We put the, the little you know wrist cuffs on him. And and that was it. <laughs> he wasn't going anywhere. Somebody sat on him, I think, till they landed. It's funny too because there, there is some video, not much of the way of audio, video of it too. You can't see the guy that tried to open the door. There's so many people on top of him. <laughs> it's like it was definitely a big pile. And I like, think okay. it, it sounds like because we learned this from Jay Ratliff, our flight AV, flight A fifty aviation expert. They have duct tape on hand. That's the preferred method, right? There's not crew that duct taped them, so I think they just chucked it to the passengers. They're like, here, yeah, and then get they them. gave them those. They're you know the the handcuffs they use. They're like zip ties. You know, they zip tied them. I guess they zip tied his legs and his hands, and then they duct taped them. Make sure he wasn't going anywhere. Like, holy cow! Remember it happened before though. It was a chick. Remember she got unruly with a flight attendant, yes. and they they duct taped her to the chair, the seat. Like Remember, a couple it was of rolls. Like, like, it was like a mummy. Good, she wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> I, they don't. They don't mess around anymore. One of the guys that went on social media after says, "So I jumped out of my seat, ran over. We probably had four or five guys who were trying to rip off this guy who was clinging into and pulling at the door. Once we got him, we moved him to the aisle. We all held down his legs and arms. Then we duct taped him. <laughs> <laughs> That's you gotta amazing. Do what you, gotta do. I, you know, I wonder: is it feasible to open up one of those doors mid-flight? I, I, Just because of the pressure outside? I, I mean. I don't. I mean, know. you see it on in the movies all the time. You know, a door opens up and somebody pushes it open. But I, I always wondered what what is the feasibility of that? Well, if you want to go by this, you know, this may be people telling stories. I don't know. Another passenger who was on this plane went on her ex account. She claimed she felt a huge gush of wind come out of nowhere when he tried to open the emergency door. Oh, so wonderful. maybe there was a. I don't know whether she's full of it or not, but she claims. Jeez. You know, people love to kind of like rev up a story. Just be thankful it had bolts on it. Yeah, I mean, what if it didn't have the bolts? That's no guarantee. Like the other these one, days. The, you know, the door could have flown open by itself with him pushing on it. That's another upcharge. Okay, <laughs> five dollars extra on top of the fifty bucks for luggage. And would you like bolts or no bolts? That was the other thing. Americans up in their ante for your baggage. God, five bucks a bag more. Jerks. What a joke. <laughs> Jeez. All right, we've got more headlines coming up next. We also have, we go, can we get into, did we learn anything more about this Eagles lawsuit, Don Henley fighting this thing? It's very, very complicated, but yes. But I, it's fascinating, it's, and it's all about the handwritten lyrics to Hotel California. It's going to court today. It's crazy. It's like, it's, it's, like a, it's like a sleuth mystery. And it all surrounds Glenn Fry's death. Yes, it does. It's, it's all based on that. All right, that and uh, more headlines and more for the Trump town hall last night. A lot next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. She's trying to equate Biden's decline, which is fairly obvious, with you for being, you know, 77. Well, he's uh, he's declined, and there's no question about it, but he was always sort of semi-declined. If you go back 25 years, well, but he was not one of the smarter people. He's tried to be president many times, four times at least that they know of. Another area where Laura Ingram was really good last night, because she brought up a Nikki Haley point, which she had said hours before that, just hours before mm-hmm. that town hall happened. 
Her big talking point now, I think it's her main thing. It's like her number one is the age of Biden and Trump. That's not going to play well with a lot of people. The population's getting older. Yeah. Well, you know, she's got, what, 20 years uh, younger than both of them? Probably. I, I, I'm figuring she's late 50s, right? Mid 50s, late 50s. She is late mid 50s. Yeah. So they got at least 20 years. But you can't do that because you got to look at your your voting population. You just ticked off half the nation. Absolutely. You know, if you got even if you're not that old, you might have a mom or a dad or a grandparent that's 78 that, you know, you play golf with every weekend that can, you know, run circles around you on a Scrabble board. Or you may have somebody. My, my parents are a prime example. My dad was as sharp as a tack till the day he died at 98. My mother, 75 years old, started to go. Yep. And so and everybody's different. And you can't, every, you can't paint him with a broad, the same brush. So you can't say Donald Trump is anything like Joe Biden as far as their mental acuity goes, because we all know that mush mind is not there. I'm sorry. And I got to tell you, too. I mean, Trump went on to say, he goes, I think if I was declining, I'd, I'd have self-awareness. I would say that. And he turned to Laura Ingram and said, I would hope you would tell me, too, because we've known each other a long time. She probably would. And I got to tell you, watching this thing, I scanned by a TV last night. I knew we were going to talk about it the next day, get the gist of it. But watching it up close this morning and getting some sound, I said out loud to you, God, he looks sharp. He does. He's got fire in his eyes. And you know what another thing is that he does that nobody else does? He applauds the audience no matter where he is. Yeah. He always yeah. Th- he always sits there and claps for, you know, people who claps for himself. No, he's clapping for the people in the audience. He, he came out on stage last night. I think Laura Ingram probably lost five minutes because of the, the reception that he got. She couldn't get to any questions because he had to just stand. He stood there on stage and people were yelling and screaming and clapping. It's great in that format. Too. It is. Yeah, that's where he's best. So I, it's, it's, I, I think he did well. Mm-hmm. But he did get his, uh, his vice presidential candidates down. There's like eight of them, but he's got a long <laughs> list. I, but after last night, I think it's going to be the Schwamm. It could be. He didn't deny any of them. She listed off what? You're right, eight or nine? It, 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 there are a lot. Well, it, Laura, what we're going to do is we're going to have them all wrestle to see who will... We're going to have them fight like Spartans. Oh, no, don't. Don't do that. Please don't do that. It, uh, it's, I, I, unfortunately, I personally would rather see a man, and I would love to see Vivek. And I think Vivek fits, fits the bill for a number of reasons. One, he thinks just like Trump. Two, I think he's even more aggressive than Trump. But three, he'll get the – more importantly, he'll get the younger vote. I think so, too. I just think it's fascinating. I would love to see if this plays out, too. Like you, like a lot of women, if you have the same reaction. I don't want a woman. Is it a Kamala Harris PTSD thing? I, that's what I call it. I, I think, oh, and I love I, I love all of them. Right. You know, Christy Nome is, is, is a very good governor. Would she make a great vice presidential candidate? I, who knows? I think at a different time, sure. When yeah. you used to do, I think that game is over where it's, well, I need geographically and someone and someone that demographically fits a certain thing. I think that's gone. True. At, at least for this election. I think you just need somebody who can step in because let's be totally honest, they're threatening Trump. With whatever they have to take them off the playing field. I agree. And number two, you need someone, like you said, just as aggressive. Yeah, and I think Vivek's even more aggressive, and he'll he'll fulfill whatever it is that Trump starts. I, I don't know enough about uh, Tulsi Gabbard other than, you know, the Democrats hate her, and, yep. which would be nice. But I think vice president, I think Kamala Harris, and I go, <gasps> God, no, not another woman. You may not be and that's alone. And t- that's a terrible thing to say. But yeah. hmm. Well, we got to get to this. It's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. I'm surrounded ch- by a song. It is. It is actually. It's the whole album. It is so complicated. It's. It's scary. Just learn this too. Now it's going to court today. Is why we're talking about it. Hotel California is the third best-selling album of all time. The whole album, but the the handwritten lyrics of Hotel California, the song, has been the subjects for years now of a lawsuit, and it goes to court today. Okay, here's how it started. Decades ago, a guy by the name of Ed Sanders, he got permission from the Eagles to do an authorized book about the band. Okay, this took place in the 70s. The book was never published. He kept all the handwritten notes that Glenn Fry gave him access to, including the lyrics to Hotel California, the lyrics to um, uh, New Kid in Town, wow. and the lyrics to Life in the Fast Lane. So we don't know whether Glenn Fry. Gave him as a gift. He just happened to die in the meantime. But whatever, this Ed guy never gave him back. Never gave him back. It gets better because then Ed goes and gets in touch with this other guy, Craig Inciarity. He's on there. This other guy, Kaczynski, and he sells him these things. Oh. He sells him the lyrics to this. He sells him the lyrics to that. Now, Don Henley enters the picture in 
2012, buys the the, the handwritten notes to Hotel California, the song, for 8500 bucks. Hmm. Now, now the, the, the argument now is over all the other songs that they have possession of that Don Henley says they stole. <laughs> he said they weren't given them by Glenn. They stole this stuff. So they are defendants, the collectibles guys. Right. And Don Henley is trying to get them He's back. He's trying to get them back, and they're saying they're not Don Henley's. They're his. Now this because other guy, Glenn Fry died. Because Glenn Fry died, and they said when Glenn Fry died, so did the lawsuit, because yeah. Glenn Fry wrote the lyrics to all these songs. And Henley's like, no, I wrote the lyrics, so did other people. Mm. So that's what this is basically all about. It's very confusing. But from this, we got some amazing stuff about the lyrics of Hotel California. Has to be the most urban legend Song of all time. I always grew up people telling me, oh, it's about a cult. It's about the Moonies. Yeah. It's about, you know, you go to a, you can't get out once you get there. Apparently not. It's, not, it's all about Hollywood. It's about it's, Hollywood. Hotel California is the Hollywood lifestyle you can't escape from. And they take one of the most uh, famous lines out of it, the, one of the lyrics, and he breaks it down. Like, are you going to play that? Do we have time to well, play it's that? It's going to be long no. to get to, but still. But there's a there's audio of Glenn Fry talking about it, all the things. That uh, you know that I've always loved this term too. She's Tiffany twisted, right? That means, you know, loves the glitz and glamour. Yeah, loves the uh, loves the Hollywood life, Rodeo Drive, absolutely materialistic stuff. Yeah, the warm smell of Kalitas. It's the top of the pot plant. The pot plant means little tail, and that's what (laughs) Kalitas is. It's the top of the. He said so that way you could talk about getting high without talking about getting high. About that. (laughs) It's amazing. It really was. But it was all about Hollywood, how it sucks you back in. I hope we get uh, Don Henley on the stand today because he's a cantankerous little fella. He'll start yelling. And good for him. Oh, absolutely. Good for him. I I believe he should have all the rights to these songs. It's amazing. These other people. All right. We got uh, Rapid Fire again coming up next. We'll update you on everything going on and more. Stick around for that. Minutes away. The South Florida Morning Show. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on 50 WFTL. All right. I'm usually busy for a Wednesday. Let's catch everybody everybody up, I should say, Jen. What's the first one? Well, I'm staying a little bit closer to home for the first one because tonight is the opening night of the Major League Soccer League Tournament. Woo! And there was much rejoicing. There was. Actually, I actually laughed out loud and cheered when they made this announcement yesterday because what? I could never understand everything was pink. Drive pink, 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 That's pink right. for it's Inter-Miami. It's bad luck. J.P. Morgan Chase comes to the rescue. Well, they do. And bought the naming rights for the stadium. So now they play for Chase at Chase Stadium. Oh, so is good. now everything green or what's their I, overwhelming I, I, color? I don't know. But uh, it, uh, if you have a Chase credit card or a debit card, you get special priority, by the way, and all kinds of things. And Lionel Messi's uh, first full season with Inter-Miami starts tonight. Is he playing? He is. Good. He's ready to go. Hopefully, they're going to beat Real Salt Lake. I refuse Real. to call them Real. They're Real. not in Spain. <laughs> Salt Lake City, my goodness. That's the thing that drives me crazy drives me about nuts. MLS. I'm sorry. It Real? Is. Really? You know what else, too? Brand new franchises in a relatively new league. DC United. United from what? Oh, wait, That's please. right. Please. They're picking they, all the names from England and they, Brazil. Right. And European teams are united because they were two close clubs that really actually unite. You're not united. <laughs> You're all by yourself. <laughs> united with the teams from England. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Dean, or forget it. Well, at least they're playing at Chase Stadium. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's a good change. Yes, it is. Speaking of Europe. <laughs> yes, dear. This is actually a big deal. Have you paid attention to some of the protests? Massive ones to free Julian Assange this past week. Yes. Because today he finds out his fate. Before the end of the day, the WikiLeaks founder has been imprisoned in the U.K., fighting extradition to the U.S. for more than a decade because that would be bad. He faces charges of espionage for publishing classified documents on WikiLeaks that he and his supporters argue people have a right to see. It apparently got uh, exposed U.S. war plans and inside election stuff, and that's what got him into trouble. If his appeal is denied, he could soon be on a plane bound for the U.S. There's not a lot of people that would think he survives imprisonment in the U.S. because he knows way too much. Plane ride, never mind. You know, yeah, he was. Remember, they took him out of that embassy. Oh, he was like translucent. He was. He hadn't seen the sun in so long. It was like, like what the Ecuadorian oh. embassy in England. It was Ecuador was yeah. first, and then the timeline of that ran out, and then he. Then they moved him somewhere else to the UK. He's in the custody of the UK right now. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, you're right. He oh, didn't look good. He didn't yeah. look good then. God knows what he's going to look like. Is he going to be in this courtroom? 
That I don't. I don't think so. I, th- I don't think they let him out for that. I don't huh. know, but the, the decision will come. Pro- yeah, they were six hours ahead of us. Should be soon. Soon, yeah. Well, I'm staying in Europe, guys. All right. Oh, good. Okay. With more protests. This is so- Real Diener United. That's right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're protesting Real Salt Lake. Yeah. Yes. That's right. With my black and pink jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this has been going on actually for. I don't know, a few months, maybe even longer. I've been following it kind of in the background. These farmer protests. Oh, in yeah. Europe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Netherlands, France, Germany, Spain. They have been massive. Just as some background over the past few weeks in France, they were uh, taking the wood chippers and putting in fresh manure. And spraying that on office buildings, government buildings. Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> Outstanding. All kinds of tractors blocking roads. That's right. And yeah. the French the French know how to protest. That's how you do it right there. <laughs> that's good stuff. But the, the latest is there is a massive protest in Madrid where they are, I mean, it's, it's gridlock. They have blocked the roads. You can't go anywhere. And it's all because it's, it's the farmers and people are united protesting all these measurements and regulations trying to deregulate farming in Europe, which is just, it's un, it's unfathomably stupid. They're trying to stop people from being able to farm, They're cutting back, killing cows left and right. Yeah. Which Chickens. is destroying a food supply all over this climate hoax. Right. And yeah, I'm calling it a hoax after some recent information that came out. All over this nonsense. Yes, that the cows are going to kill you. Good God. Because of their methane gas. Yeah, Please. exactly. Give me so, a break. Yeah, it's, it's, well, I hope they keep it up because it obviously takes a lot of guts to stand up against governments over there. That's where they get the term slinging the crap from, by the slinging way. Slinging mud. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah, there ah. you go. Mud slinging. I like Just that. Just so you know. So it's, <laughs> this is not the answer to, to help the climate. Stopping farming and cows is not the answer to, to help the climate. No, stop. So thankfully they're fighting back. And they are being heard, by the way, in Belgium. Mm-hmm. They overturned some things that they were trying to well, do. Good. So. You have to push back against this. It's insane. Go farmers. Keep going. Go little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. Is is there a little Caesars anywhere around us, Diener? Yeah, probably. Okay. Little Caesars (laughs) is going to start cutting their pizzas like you cut fabric. They're going to sell it. They're testing a new pizza sold by The Yard. That's right. You'll get a long, (laughs) three foot long pizza. like, 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 I guess, sod in a roll. Yeah. And it comes eight slices of three meat treat is what it's called, and eight slices of pepperoni. Now they're going to try it out in in select areas like Virginia, North Carolina, maybe New York. Uh, they'll go nationwide if it's successful. But here's the good thing: you get three feet long strip of pizza for twenty bucks. That's a good price. That's a great price for a lot of pizza. You're right. A lot yeah. of pizza at sixteen pieces, sixteen slices of pizza. That's, that's a good price. There's a reason why we are one of the fattest nations in the world. Right there. Yep. Volume. Yeah. I love pizza. I, I should have called too. this thing the fourth and one. You <laughs> oh, need, yeah. You need one more yard to make your party awesome. <laughs> I like that. The that's fourth really good. and one. Four yards and a cloud of dust. You let them know that. Call yeah. up Pizza Pizza Man there. Yeah. Pizza Pizza. A marketing genius over here, Bill Adams. <laughs> you can have it for a nickel. Go ahead. As Go ahead. Ad wizards over here. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, uh, two things change with studies and information every single day. Eggs. We always talk about that. Right. Eggs are good. Eggs are bad. Eggs are good. Back and forth. Oh, and coffee, too. Coffee, coffee too. Yeah, yep. that's another one. And exercise. Oh, now what? What have we been told pretty much all our adult lives? Exercise. A little bit of exercise every day. Keep it consistent, right? Right. Nope. It's changed. Oh. Don't worry. It'll change again tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Brand new science. Science. Oh, yeah. Study says... Skip the workouts all week. Don't do a damn thing. Nothing. Wow. But go heavy on the weekends. Uh, uh, no, week- because I play on the weekends. <laughs> weekends of constant, insane, intense workouts. But during the week, do nothing. It's an interesting idea because if you kind of su- subscribe to the idea of HIT training, the high-intensity yes, impact training. That's true. Kind of goes along with that. But even they do it like they'll take a day off and then, but not right. cramming everything into two days. First of all, here's the first flaw mm. with this. Monday, you are going to be so sore. Right. You can't move, yeah. That you're not going to want to work out for an entire week. I think this is completely wrong, and that's okay, because this will, something will counteract this study tomorrow. So I don't take my, I just take a nightly walk. I go for a walk, come back, that's yeah, it. It's <laughs> like, which is great. 
but that's that, that's like an extreme version of the high intensity impact training. It's it is. It's just condensed. Yeah, there's, I don't think that's good. I don't think it's good either because you no. need you need recovery time. And exactly. You can't. You should do a little each day. Recovery time is a huge part of losing weight and building yeah. muscle. And that's why you do yeah. arms one day or upper body right. or lower right. body. Yeah. Right. We always make fun of people who miss the leg day. Plus, if you have a brutal weekend workout. It's overwhelming. You're going to be less likely to want to do it. Yeah. A little every day. I was like, nah, I can do that. I can go to the gym today. Yeah, that's a bad idea. I don't like it. No. Th- three thumbs down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather sit on the couch and watch TV, but well, that's besides you know, the point. That's works. fine as long as you go uh, marine training in the weekend. Okay, that's thanks. Right. <laughs> so, guys, apparently dinosaurs are racist. What? I knew it. Wait. <laughs> I knew it. How do you, where did they get this crap from? You make this stuff up. <laughs> apparently... German paleobiologists, I can't believe I was just oh, able boy. to say that, they have said that there are 89 dinosaurs. They have gone through the list of okay. all the dinosaur names over the past 200 years that have come out. Most of them are very, ex- ex- uh, extremely difficult to say. Sure. Right. They said they have potentially, potentially offensive names. <laughs> and they have called for more rigorous naming guidelines of dinosaurs. How though? Oh, come on. How did they get? How did they know what the name was anyway? They just made it up, didn't they? They are so well. Normally, it goes by you know, it's all like Latin derivatives, and it goes by you know, a exactly. lizard, a bird, some type of thing. That put Tyrannosaurus, it all yeah. big toes. The, the period that yeah. they were in, yes, you know, it all kind of came together. And well, uh, for whatever reason, these these paleontologists and paleobiologists have said. These dinosaur names are racist. Does we this mean we have, to, we have to tear down all the statues at museums of dinosaurs? Might need oh, to. T-Rex yeah. is going to be disassembled. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Who, this is what they spend their time on? Yes. I, I, yes, I they know. Do. Like Reviewing the name names of, of dinosaurs? And got a study. They got research money to do it. Isn't that yeah. crazy? That's nuts. That really is. Well, apparently, guys, okay. it's very insensitive. Some of these names are very insensitive. Okay. So. Well, whatever. There you go. Whatever is right. <laughs> some, some good news coming up next. We'll catch you up on headlines, but uh, the Beatles are going to be relevant for many, many, many more years. Massive project coming up that'll hit theaters, they say, in 2027. It sounds awesome, actually. It's going to be good. we got that, some other uh, headlines, like we said, and it's all next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. In the headlines, big voice announcer guy. Headlines to look forward to today. Uh, that Julian Assange thing. Will he get his freedom? Will he be extradited to the U.S.? That would be bad news for him. Probably going to find out in European time pretty soon. Yeah, speaking of European time, uh, they're still waiting for that satellite, which they say is going to mostly burn up in the atmosphere before it crashes to the Earth. Last time this happened, pieces think, went everywhere. They yeah. think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, well, it better Shouldn't they up. know this by now? Shouldn't they narrow this down? I, I don't understand why they can't figure out where it's going to land. I don't know. So anyway, but they're, they, they're off by 1.76 hours. So they said around 11 o'clock this morning it's going to crash land somewhere. It's going to be more actually from now all the way through Saturday. There's going to be a lot of stuff, a lot of politicians in uh, South Carolina because of the primary coming up. So far, I, I, there's not a poll that doesn't have Trump ahead of Nikki Haley by, I mean, double digits at the least. At least 30 points, if not more so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yesterday, if, if you're wondering what Nikki, Nikki Haley said at her press conference, basically what we had determined, uh, I'm not going anywhere, I'm staying. Uh, yeah, it's all. Uh, I'm in. I'm in this for the long run. So, and then she criticized the age of both Biden and Trump. It's a weird thing how the age issue has become her number one. That could backfire very easily. There are a lot of retirees in South Carolina. Well, it's not going to go over real big in the villages. Oh no! And that's like no. a huge voting block here in our state. So and you talk about a group of people that, that that believes they're fully active, as active as ever. Yeah, it's retired people. Now. People, the population's getting older, and it's it's not like it used to be. 55 and up, 60, 70-year-olds yeah. are way more active. Yeah. And we're living longer. Come on. You can't it's tell just... them that they're no. the age of a president because they, they see that, Biden or Trump, and they say, wait a second, not that far off from them, and I'm completely – because she's not picking – she's just going by a flat age number. Yeah, you can't do that. And you know what? How many people listening have you know grandparents or parents or right. a neighbor or a brother or sister that falls under that category? I think it's going to backfire on her. Yeah, she better watch out. She yeah. better. I but I I don't think she has a, a ice cubes chance in you know where. Case in point: Why are the Beatles still so relevant and still so huge and still one of the top selling groups of all time? Yeah, 
still relevant to young people, still right. uh, still have staying power, but mostly the people that have always been fans. And you know what age they are now. I would imagine when this comes out in theaters, it's going to be huge. It's a couple of years away, but it's going to happen. Uh, director Sam Mendes, you might know him. He was the director of Skyfall. The Was that the last James Bond film, Skyfall? Is that the one? Is that a, what, I think that was so. James Bond, wasn't it? I think sure. yeah, it was anyway. Bond. I don't know if it was the last one. Anyway, he got permission from all of the family members of not only George Harrison and John Lennon, but Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney to do four separate films, and each will be highlighted. Each of the Fab Four members will be highlighted in the film. So it'll be a film about George Harrison, a film about Ringo Starr, a film about John Lennon, and then a film about Paul McCartney. In theaters, 2027, which is seems like it's a long ways away, but again, it keeps the Beatles relevant for, my God, this would be like decades. No one has had the staying power of the Beatles. No, no, nobody. And you think about it, you know, it used to be funny because when Paul McCartney was with Wings, people used to say, you know, he wasn't another band. You'd ask a kid and they'd say, who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't know that, you know, he was uh, he was an original Beatle and then he went to Wings and now he's off by himself. But that's besides the point. Yeah. So now everybody knows because the average Beatle fan, I look at it, you know, I was a little kid when they came to New York, but my brothers were like begging my father to go see them in New York City. Absolutely. So you're close to the 70-ish age if you're a big fan. That's when the base is. And then it goes up from there. Still as influential, though, among young artists as anybody is. Yeah, look at the stuff they wrote. It's incredible. Well, they they really did. They did incredible things. So I'll be looking forward to that. I can't wait. Who who was that? Peter, what's his name? Uh, Pete Best? Uh, no, not him. The one that oh, Peter did, Jackson. Jackson did that uh, behind the scenes thing of them uh, in the studio. That was pretty cool. It was good. It was. I understand. It was criticized. It was real choppy. Yeah. Because he had to take little pieces here and there. I understand that, but I I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It was just weird, you know, to see him in the studio and their wives are there or their girlfriends are there. Yoko Ono sitting in the corner. I'm like, okay, was she at every recording studio in session after John Lennon met her? Yeah, it was a big problem. It was a big problem. And they got mad at Paul McCartney trying to hold the thing together. He's like, I don't want to be the leader, but somebody's got to do it. Otherwise, we'd get nothing done. (laughs) And they, they, they resented that. Yeah. Uh, no. Speaking of uh, entertainment, I don't know if you guys knew this. Do you know that there are five Culkin brothers? I you knew know, there was a bunch. You know, there's Kieran yeah. from Succession, yeah. right? And then we all know Macaulay, yeah. right? Well, they are all involved in a new family project called The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. It's on Prime. It's an animated series, and they all voice all the characters. Well, that's too many McCulkins at once. And it, they all they all look alike. Thank God you don't have to look at them because they just got various shades of color of hair and different lengths. But they all look alike. I'm like, oh, my God. It's so. But anyway, if you want to see it, it, it hits on Prime on Friday, and it's called... The second best hospital in the galaxy, and it's an animated thing. But they're all in it. I'll try it. I've never, guys. I, I got to tell you, I haven't been this mind blown. There's that. There's five Culkin brothers. I never knew this until this moment. Oh, yeah. until, and they lost one. What? Yeah, they lost a Culkin. Yeah. Oh there's my gosh. Macaulay, Kiernan, <laughs> Rory, Christian, and Shane. Uh, this reminds me of the time you guys told me Jimmy Dean died back in the sixties. <laughs> like, okay, don't Can't forget the it. satellite's hitting sometime today. So if you hear a big. Duck. Okay. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow at six o'clock. We can't thank you enough for being here. We'll see you in the morning. Have a great day.